Good afternoon, I'm Eddie Summerfield with a Wide World of Sports update. The Brisbane Broncos pair at the centre of a late night brawl are apologising for the incident. Video shows Captain Adam Reynolds and Vice Captain Pat Carrigan wrestling in a city car park with witnesses screaming at them to stop. Reynolds admitting it's not a good look but says there's no bad blood between the pair or in the club. We're a really tight group, we, we love each other's company. Um, we had a really good day, the fan day. Went to celebrate that and like Paddy said, we shouldn't have been there at that time and we'll learn from our mistakes. It's about moving forward now. While Carrigan says he's deeply regretful for his behaviour and wants to move on. I just want to take uh, full responsibility for my actions. It's obviously not ideal behaviour that I'm proud of, but um, as a club we're moving forward and um, stand side by side with Adam and I take responsibility for that. A huge boost for Newcastle on the eve of the new season with powerhouse centre Bradman Best re-signing with the club. The Blues' origin star agreeing to a three-year deal, keeping him at the Knights until the end of 2027. Meantime, former Bulldogs and Broncos enforcer Tavita Pangai Jr. has already plotted his return to rugby league. The one-time origin player quit the code to take up boxing, declaring he never truly loved the sport. Six months later, Pangai Jr. says he's in talks to play with the Broncos' feet aside after his next fight. Yeah, I'll probably go back to South Logan, hopefully get a win, and then uh, two weeks after that, we'll look at going back to play some footy. AFL now, and Western Bulldogs chief executive Amit Baines insists there hasn't been a breakdown in the relationship between coach Luke Beveridge and director of football Chris Grant. Baines labelling any suggestions as frankly incorrect. Sam Draper will return to training with the main group at Essendon for the first time this pre-season tomorrow. The Ruckman says he's finally ready to go after battling a frustrating groin injury. Definitely on the more cautious approach coming out of this rehab, my surgery, end of September, I'm still not back yet. So the club's been really good at not, not rushing me and it's not like this big countdown to round one like it seems to be sometime. But yeah, definitely I'm aiming for that still. But yeah, we'll see how we go. Hawthorne forward Mitch Lewis says he's looking forward to teaming with Marbior Chol in the Hawks' new look forward line. The 25-year-old wants to play as many games as possible this season, having played just 15 matches in each of the past two years. Cricket now and big hitter Jake Fraser-McGurk is tipped to make his 2020 international debut tonight in the final game of the series against the West Indies in Perth. The 21-year-old in line to replace Glenn Maxwell, who will be rested ahead of the tour of New Zealand. Josh Hazelwood will also sit out. Captain Mitch Marsh says they want to finish the home summer with a win. Although we won the series, we want to win 3-0. Um, that presents an exciting opportunity for us. Yeah, there's certain guys that will come in and we'll get a look at them. Four and a half years after playing in their first A-League game, Western United finally has its own ground. The 5,000-seat training pitch in Tarnit has been given the green light by Wyndham City Council to host games from next month. The women's side will play towards the end of March. The men's team slated to play MacArthur in early April. Western United chairman Jason Sarausis says... They can't wait. Yeah, our first few years have been nomads, uh, playing everywhere in Victoria and, and Tasmania, and thankful to the Tasmanian government for their support. But ultimately, uh, this stadium here will be the only the second rectangular stadium in the whole state of Victoria uh, that's approved to play A-League men's and women. The Matildas have announced a friendly match. They'll be playing Mexico in April, match to be played in Texas. The Chiefs' thrilling win over the 49ers was watched by an average of 123 million people in the US. That's 7% up on last year, with CBS declaring it the most watched Super Bowl ever. Here in Australia, Channel 7 had an average audience of 800,000 people. 
That's up by 67% on last year. And a prominent Australian Olympian is pushing for more financial support for athletes. Studies show 46% of elite athletes are living on $23,000 a year or less. Swimmer Kate Campbell says that's below the poverty line. To me, that just seems unreasonable and unacceptable. Uh, we know that there is increased uh, eyeballs on sport and we know that there are different ways that we can engage with huge niche fan bases. That's the latest from the Wide World of Sports team Tuesday afternoon update. Mike Pearson will be back in the chair tomorrow morning. I'm Eddie Summerfield. Hope you have a great evening.